Hey, everybody. Welcome back to This Is Not About Your Body. I'm Jesse Neeland. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, something that came up while I had COVID, or rather, uh, sort of as I've been <laughs> getting over COVID. Um, and that is that in the the worst of it, in the like really bad um, feverish days, I had a few really bad COVID days, uh, I basically couldn't eat. I was drinking, um, you know, like Powerade and juice and whatever, but I, I was not hungry, not able to eat. Uh, I had GI issues that were just like messing that up. So basically, there came a point um, in my COVID uh, sort of starting to get a little bit better where I like looked in the mirror naked and was like, oh my God, I don't even recognize my body. Like I had uh, lost some weight, you know, obviously just my stomach was incredibly flat from uh, <laughs> unpleasant GI issues and a complete lack of food and probably severe dehydration because I had been like sweating through my sheets and everything. Also, sorry about the uh, TMI, everybody, but I swear this has a point. Um, so... I looked in the mirror. I, I even said to my partner, like, oh, my God, I haven't seen my body look like this, like the the topography of my midsection. I haven't seen it look like that since I was like in my 20s. You know, it, it just had a completely different, like a strikingly different look than I'm used to as as adult me or, you know, like 30s me. And so I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I've gained uh, weight in the pandemic, as so many of us have, in depression, in uh, just, you know, years, basically, of uh, interrupted life and all of those things, as well as higher stress and anxiety and with depression, just uh, so many sort of forces coming together to being out of shape and having gained weight. Um, so, I'm working on that now. Like lately I've been working out and I feel really, I mean, minus COVID, I feel really good. I have been feeling really good, but like I'm not losing weight or anything. You know, that's not, it's not any part of the goal. It, if it happened, that would be fine. Um, but until COVID, I hadn't seen any changes, you know, and then all of a sudden it just came out of nowhere and it was like shockingly different. And what I realized was, this is the moment that a client would tell me about. This is the moment that would torture my clients, you know? They would end up doing sessions with me over the next few weeks as they start to eat again, as their appetite comes back and the fever goes away, and they they just sort of puff back up to a normal amount of hydration and uh, their belly sort of rounds and softens again. Um and that is why I wanted to talk about it because I was like, ooh, this is such a pivotal moment for so many people and COVID being what it is has hit so many people. So I'm sure that this has been going on for lots of folks and just hasn't really been talked about. Um, I mean, I have worked with some clients who experienced it um, both with COVID and with other illnesses, you know, uh, but somebody who got the flu, for example, before COVID, would often end up having to do a session around this idea of like, I was so skinny for a minute. Like, you know, I didn't eat for a week. I had a stomach bug. And now I'm feeling really, really sad about the loss of that hyper skinny body, which was, again, probably a lack of food, like completely empty plus dehydration um, and, you know, diarrhea or whatever. So that it's like really a very different 
look and feel to the body that the person is attached to in a positive way, even though it came from being sick, right? That there is this attachment of like, oh, thank goodness, I finally lost the weight I want li- I wanted to lose. I finally have like the flat belly I've wanted to have. Now I just have to hold on to this as I go back to normal life. And of course they can't. And so there's a lot of grief, a lot of anger, a lot of feeling of frustration and injustice around that. And I have done this work with so many people. Um, and I just figured this would be an interesting thing to talk about on the podcast because, I mean, you know, COVID symptoms are different for everybody, obviously, but anyone in my position has probably had this thought, right? Like, oh my God, I look so different. And then the next thing that happens, if you haven't worked toward a pretty um, significant amount of body neutrality is, ooh, this is good. Even if it came from like horrendous sickness, there is this instant um, association with weight loss because we live in a thin supremacist world, a world full of the anti-fat bias. Everything is praised around weight loss and flat bellies. So like it's hard to ignore even if you've done some work in this in this area to have that knee-jerk reaction, that old programming coming up, rising to the surface in that moment and saying, ooh, skinny is good. This is good. And I'm bad if I gain it back. You know, like if I go back to having a human, a healthy human body, um, the loss of this skinniness or flatness or whatever is a bad thing. It's a source of uh, grief or shame, you know? And obviously, like, this just goes to show how completely messed up our relationship to weight is if getting sick could possibly be a good thing because it means weight loss. Um, Clearly, this isn't about health, right? Like the whole thing of, oh, I just want to be healthy. I want to lose weight to be healthy. Like there's so many problems with that. It's completely debunked that these things are actually linked. But in an example like this, we can also see so crystal clearly, it is not about health. It is about aesthetics. People want to look skinny. They want to look uh, flat-bellied or whatever, even at the cost of their health, because they would rather <laughs> go through a stomach flu or whatever and lose those five pounds they've been chasing, than actually just live in a healthy human body and and have a a rounded, uh, soft belly, you know, and, and have a normal amount of hydration, uh, sort of being carried in the body. So with all that in mind, I just wanted to speak into that moment. And if you've ever experienced this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, I just want to like let you know, this is very common. I am not speaking to a small niche, 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 whatever. I'm not speaking to a small percentage of people with this. I am speaking to a huge quantity of people who have been in pursuit of weight loss their whole lives, often because they are femmes or women who feel that pressure to uphold a certain standard and the sort of attachment to uh, their aesthetic being their worth, you know, in the world and sort of self-objectifying, being objectified by others. So from that place, a huge percentage of humans have had this kind of thought that they would also, ooh, there's a really interesting study that I can't remember where um, it was done now, but it's something like people would rather, uh, if given the choice of like losing uh, five or 10 pounds or something like that, or losing, um, so, oh, okay. If if you lose the five or 10 pounds, you lose a year off your life. So it's basically like, would you be skinnier and have an earlier death or have a later death and, and be a little bit heavier? And a huge percentage of people chose skinnier and die sooner. So again, this does not have to do with like health and longevity because people would rather be skinny than 
than live long or be healthy, you know? So with all of that in mind, it, it is a very, very common experience. If you are not someone who struggles with body image issues, maybe you love someone who struggles with body image issues and that's why you listen to this stuff. Uh, I just want you to know that's probably happened in the person that you love's life and mind. Um, and if it's you, you already know this and I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, okay, so I wanted to just like highlight the fact that this is very normal and also just speak to what it looks like to not necessarily get caught up in it, right? So for me, I was able to identify in that moment, oh my God, this is one of those moments. I look totally different and old me, like my old brain, would have said this is a good thing. Luckily for me, I'm able to not believe that this is a good thing because that protects me from when I gain this weight back thinking that that's a bad thing, right? That is what neutrality is, is the ability to not celebrate aesthetics and therefore not, um, you know, judge or feel shame about aesthetics, like those changes in the body, uh, holding it all through a neutral lens, not just the bad stuff, but literally detaching from the significance you have placed on different aesthetic pieces of the body or different, you know, weights or sizes or shapes. So, I was able to identify very quickly, this is one of those moments and I don't buy it. You know, my old brain would have told me that this was better, but I don't believe that anymore. Therefore, I'm all set, right? Like as I gained the weight back, I didn't, I didn't have to go through any suffering. What I did go through though was a little bit of like curiosity around uh, the, the non-flattening or whatever you would call it, like the roundifying of my belly because... Um, I just wasn't 100% sure what I was responding to. And I think looking back, it was probably more dehydration um, than I gave credit to because I just couldn't stay hydrated with the way I was like sweating and losing water. Um, but I was like, oh man, it would be so great to have a flat belly again. And by that, I just mean like not rounded in a sort of bloated way because I, I would say over the last couple of years, I haven't seen that in a long time but I, I used to have a you know I mean I've always like been a person whose belly will round um throughout the day or if I eat or whatever but like there used to be much less of that when I ate super clean and by clean I mean according to like the rules of as a personal trainer in that like health and fitness world I would do uh different dieting protocols that made me feel like I was eating really safely. Uh, and of course now I'm like, that's all nonsense, but I certainly got more nutritious food back then than I do now. And I certainly get a lot of, uh, food now that is not very nutritious because that's just what, how I've decided to live my life. Um, but I was like, oh man, it would be interesting to see, like, could, could I be eating better? Could I be like, you know, uh, the whole elimination diet thing that we all used to do, I know people still do it, but like, uh, could I discover, oh, the reason I'm bloated is because I eat this. And if I got rid of that, it would just like be flatter again. Um, the bloating issue was something that came up as like a curiosity to me. So when I basic, I don't even know how much I was eating the, the couple of days that it just disappeared pretty much the flat belly was mostly hydration and, uh, some food. I don't know what I was eating, but that was interesting for me and I definitely had some thoughts around it of like oh man like look at that I was able to sort of avoid any body image suffering or shame but I didn't avoid the question of "Ooh, maybe 
there's something in this that I could benefit from. Like maybe this is a good thing and I could uh, learn about, you know, what makes me bloated and not be bloated anymore. And even just like noticing those thoughts, which I was not attached to emotionally, um, in retrospect, I was like, oh man, I got like bamboozled, just a little bit of bamboozling because diet culture is sneaky and the whole, especially health and wellness culture around food and bodies and bloating and things like that. I was like, man, it got in my head. I can't believe I let it take up any real estate just to be like, hmm, maybe I don't need to be as bloated anymore. And like, I still own the fact that maybe I don't, right? Like maybe there is something I'm eating that if I were to eliminate, I would be less bloated and that it's not like just a volume issue or a uh, like this is my body size issue. I don't know. But I also know that like I'm not willing to eat that way. I'm not willing to eliminate food. It doesn't hurt or anything. It just I have a rounded belly. But like that still snuck in a little bit as like, oh, this isn't diet thoughts. This is just, you know, a health thought. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting, which is just to say like freaking years and decades into this work, these stupid sneaky thoughts can still bamboozle you a little bit. Um, and that that's okay and normal too. Like I am not upset about it. It just is an interesting thing to have sort of reflected on. Um, but that the the thing you can definitely get away from is the emotional attachment to it, the actual suffering that comes from feeling attached to thin and flat is good. Therefore, uh, you know, like puffy around is bad. So all of this is to say, I just wanted to like share and normalize that experience and also point out that it doesn't have to be like that. Like we absolutely can reach a level of body neutrality where there is no suffering left in these sneaky old diet culture thoughts um, because we are not emotionally attached to them. And because we can see so clearly that one body shape, size, and you know weight is not better or worse than another. There is no meaning attached to it anymore. And that doesn't mean that diet culture thoughts just disappear forever because they don't, but it does mean we don't have to go through that suffering cycle that is so frustrating for so many people, especially in these moments of, it's sort of embarrassing, you know, to be like, man, I lost weight because I had the flu or COVID or, you know, a stomach bug. And now here I am celebrating. Like my clients have said to me, this is so humiliating, but I just have to tell you the kind of thoughts I've been having. It's super triggering for people in that position and they judge themselves for being so triggering or for going on the emotional roller coaster that it brings up because they are smart, you know, sort of uh, fierce people who would say that they know better. You know, there's the sense of like, I mean, I've been doing this work. I've been fighting against diet culture. I would teach my daughter that this doesn't matter. And yet here I am being like, ooh, I lost weight because of the stomach flu. Maybe if I don't eat for a few days, like I can hold on to it. Or maybe I can just start, you know, start from scratch or whatever, like start fresh and just keep the weight off. Like these are thoughts that are old and sneaky and unkind. And they make people feel stupid because they quote unquote, know better, you know, like their conscious brains can say that does not make sense. If it took me getting sick to get there, that's not where my body wants to be, but it doesn't matter. It's still super present. So if you are someone who has ever struggled with an eating disorder, um, you might find these moments to be especially triggering and really actually quite dangerous because they can set you off down a spiral of old eating disorder 
eating disorder thoughts um, and behaviors. Because again, like that stuff is old and deep and not done on a conscious level. There is such an old attachment to the ideas of good and bad and uh, right and wrong that when someone loses weight suddenly for any reason, if they have struggled with an eating disorder, that stuff can rise right back to the surface and get all sneaky in their head like, ooh, what an opportunity. Maybe you can just keep this off. Um, or, oh, you're so good. And this is where really scary stuff comes in is people start to compliment you, right? Like you feel like garbage for a week and then you go back to work and people are like, oh my God, you look fantastic. Have you lost weight? And like that stuff really solidifies the broken nature of diet culture because it's so, so dangerous and insidious. And again, if you've ever struggled in this space with eating disorder or body dysmorphia or whatever, to get a whole bunch of positive attention after being sick says what? It says your health and life experience are much less important to me than your weight. I am happy you are thinner now and I don't care how you got there. It is a very uncomfortable thing to think about because so many of us have complimented people on looking great when actually what undoubtedly happened was they were sick or, uh, you know, struggling with an eating disorder or whatever. Like nobody wants to have caused harm to other people. But because we live in this culture of thin is better, all weight loss should be celebrated. That's exactly what happens. And for many of my clients, I have gone through like catastrophic levels of I thought I was doing okay, but then I got sick and everybody started complimenting me. And now I am just so deep back in the eating disorder thoughts and and behaviors. And even if you haven't dealt with an eating disorder before, like I said, this is a very common thought to have that as you are regaining that weight or, you know, coming back to life and health, that there is a feeling of shame when those compliments go away or there is a feeling of guilt that you couldn't maintain the level of like um, not eating, you know, that you had maintained while being very sick. So this is a really important uh, topic and moment to explore for really anyone who has struggled with body image Um And also, like I said before, anyone who loves somebody who struggles with body image, which by the way is everyone, um, just to acknowledge, like this is a really important point in somebody's life and we need to treat it that way. We need to really acknowledge that this is what's going on and that a person who might just have come off a flu or COVID or whatever where they might have lost weight probably needs some extra support uh, and a listening ear maybe. Uh, And also just like the absolute worst thing for them would be to compliment them on looking great or having lost weight because they are probably battling that internally already. And it's not the kind of stuff people feel comfortable talking about. So it might not be something you have any awareness is going on in somebody else's head, but it's often there. And I know that because I work with people whose families do not know, whose partners do not know, whose parents and kids do not know that they are going through these things. I'm the only one who knows. They tell me. So trust me, it is super, super common and not talked about because it is sort of embarrassing to these people or because they want to, you know, they don't want to be too vulnerable or they don't want to take up space or they don't want to sound... 
irrational, any number of reasons that they don't tell the people in their life what they're going through. These are tender, vulnerable, uh, sensitive moments after being sick. And if this is you, I highly encourage you to tell the people in your life so that you can get some of the support that you need. Feel free to reach out to me, certainly. Um, you know, I do coaching around this kind of stuff all the time. But like, make sure that you are aware that this is a tender, sensitive, and vulnerable moment in your body image issues as well. If you have recently come off illness, that that is a moment to be extra mindful of what kinds of thoughts are coming up, what kind of stories you're buying into or holding, um, what significance and meaning you have placed on different ways your body can look, different behaviors, um, you know, just pay attention to those things and be incredibly compassionate with yourself as you move through the uh, healing process because it is a a very, um, it's a minefield, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot that can come up in it. And the best thing you can do to prevent any kind of spiral or relapse into eating disordered um, thoughts or behaviors or, you know, just sort of sending yourself back down into body dysmorphia where maybe you had been getting to a better place is to stay aware of the fact that this is not crazy. This is not irrational. This actually makes complete and total sense. If you lost weight for any reason, or frankly, if you gained a bunch of weight over a couple of days, it would probably be very similar, right? It would just be triggering because you have been doing the work and are suddenly having a wrench thrown in it. And it is just a new thing to process. So staying aware, having a lot of kindness for yourself as you move through this gently, noticing what's coming up so that you don't go down the spiral of like acting on it. Like even if you notice, oh, wow, I really like how I look right now. I don't want to gain that weight back. Fine. But if you can stay aware of the fact that those thoughts are coming up, that your attachment to your body is very loud, that you are suddenly having desires to restrict food, um, those are things that are really important because they can actually keep you from going down the behavioral patterns. Meaning if you notice these things and you're accepting with compassion the fact that this is just where you're at, then you can also just choose to eat. Right. You can just choose to tell somebody you need support. You can choose to hire a coach or a therapist if you don't have one or to schedule a session, you know, to work on this because you are aware and you are aware that this is a normal piece of the story for so many people with body image issues. And if you don't do all those things, you're a lot more likely to just fall down the spiral and be like, well, I guess I should starve myself again. Or, well, I guess I just suck and I'm like worthless because I couldn't keep that weight off, you know, like the awareness, the mindfulness, the slowing down of it and the compassion and understanding and normalizing of the experience is what will protect you in these moments. So it might not protect you from the thoughts and feelings, but it does protect you from um, the sort of downward spiral or slide that can often follow those thoughts and feelings for sure. Whew, okay, well, that's it for today. Um, thank you so much for listening to my podcast um, if you are interested in following me on Instagram, you can find me there at Jesse Neeland. My website is jessineeland.com. If you want to reach out for coaching, there's a coaching application there, or for any other reason, there's a contact form. Um, if you want to support my free content like this, um, I do have a Patreon. Uh, you can find me there at Jesse Neeland and also a buymeacoffee.com. You can leave like a little tip in the form of, uh, 
buying me a coffee. And that is also just my name, Jesse Nealon. So um, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate everybody who listens. Um, I am always down to tackle a topic. If you are interested, you can leave me a question or a topic that you want me to make a podcast about using the link that I will put in the show notes. And that's it. I will catch you next week.